Johnny Dollar. Buddy Fritz and Johnny over here at Monroe County Insurance. Buddy, how are you? Oh, same as always. Uh, listen, now, why don't you do me a favor? If I can. Ever hear of an old dame by the name of Mrs. Ambrose Wainford Van Circle? Ambrose, what? <laughs> Van Circle. Oh, I'm happy to say I have them. Yeah, I guess you have a point there. Nancy's an old first budget. Let's go on South Tyrone, 1227. South Tyrone, you must be loaded. Well, depends on how you look at it. But we have written a bit of insurance on her jewelry. And Johnny. How much? Uh, just under a cool million. And Johnny. You're kidding. Not a bit. But now listen. My regular commission on a million dollars? Now listen, Will. Daddy, say no more. I'll take the case. Radio Network brings you Mandel Kramer in the exciting adventures of the man with the action-packed expense account. America's fabulous freelance insurance investigator, yours truly, Johnny Dollar. The job submitted by special investigator Johnny Dollar, the Mono Guarantee Insurance Company, Hartford, Connecticut. Following is an account of expenses incurred during my investigation on the too many crooks matter. You know, they say that too many crooks spoil the fraud. Well, believe me, too many crooks can certainly mess up an insurance investigation. I know. Out of one, four to six to fill the gas tank on my car, then I drove to Freddie Fitzgerald's office down on the square. He was waiting for me out front. Okay, Freddie, let's have it. Well, look, if you hadn't hung up the phone on I think that must be pretty urgent. The standing here says I was right. So, what goes with this Anne Kirkcobain and her million dollars really do? I told you, and that's why she's an important client. I understand, incidentally, she keeps it all out there in her home. She does, hmm? And that's fine with us. Makes the premiums that much higher. What's happened to her, Freddie? Her? Well, not a thing, nothing at all. It's, it's what happens to me. What do you mean? Well, it's the day after all her service, including the chauffeur. No. I promised to drive her in here to the office this morning to go to some of the policies. Well, now, if I don't, the old first part is liable to blow a gasket and cancel everything. And she's worse. You mean that's all you told me about? So the first vice president in charge of me has just arrived in town, and that means I don't dare leave this one. Freddie, I was counting the commission on So I told her you'd drive her in here. <laughs> you what? And Johnny, I don't know what this power is that you seem to have over these old days, but she knows all about you. This is to every program, every week, and thinks you're wonderful. Then his flattery will get you nowhere. Uh, look, instead of chewing me out, she, she said, fine. She'd get all picked up in her Sunday best and be waiting. Oh, Freddie, look. And I'm serious, Johnny. This is really important. Am I supposed to wear a uniform and show for I'm not kidding. It is important, very. 
Will you do it as a favor to me? As a favor to you? Yeah. No. No, John. But I will for another reason. Oh? I would just like to have a look at the female who can throw such a scare into fearless Freddy Fugin. I drove to the Fugin residential section on South Avenue. Number 1227 was one of those huge, once very fashionable brownstone affairs surrounded with broad, long, formal gardens and plenty of sloping elms. The winding driveway led to a fork of here on one side. I pulled in it, gave the horn a couple of palaces, and waited. When I finally saw the light again, the birds out there in the trees were singing merrily. But my aching head, it sounded like they were screaming. And it's for a minute or two trying to collect my work. You ever give me that pot over the head of really done a good job of it. It may pull that thing out of circulation long enough for him to... I had just one glimpse of him in a brief second when I'd opened that door. William Peak. That's the one. William Peak, plugged in second story, man, with a record as long as your arm. And old Mrs. Van Kirkle alone in this big house. And then, painfully, to get back to my feet. Mrs. Van Kirkle? Mrs. Van Kirkle? Okay. Broken open. And the very empty. I 
Johnny again. Johnny. Johnny, where are you calling from? 718 East 49. Well, listen, I just... Apartment 2A. There's a guy living over there we've been looking at for years. There was, then. Name of Horace Petersley, a passer of hot jewelry, that sort of stuff, you know? Only we never have been able to... Hey, what did you say? What? That's right, he's dead. Okay, I'll be right over. No, Andy. What do you mean? Tell somebody else. Well, now, listen, Johnny, if you knock him off, I mean, even... Somebody else fashion. killed him, Randy. The punk I have sitting here at the other end of my gun. Oh. You stay right there in your office, and I'll be along in a couple of minutes with the Van Turkle jewels and with William's Peak and so. You're kidding. Not a bit. And that's all the more reason I'd better get over there. No, Randy, because while you're waiting for us, I want you to get hold of Fritz Melchior. That, uh, gemology? Yes. Tell him to get there immediately with all of his equipment. Well, I don't get it, Johnny. You will, Randy. You will. <laughs> Item four, another dollar from another cab. Lucky, by the time we got to headquarters, now sure the gemologist was there and waiting. I handed him the band circle jewels and told him to set up his equipment on Randy's desk and get to work. Now, I'm going to take the ultraviolet lamp for a moment to see the get warmed up, Mr. Dollar. Well, that's perfectly all right, Mr. Melchior. Don't you mean, fine, I'll just set up this retired refraction, sir. And the button. Just then, hold your time. But why can't we just book Willie and lock him up, Johnny? Conway's going to get tired sitting there holding a gun on him. Get out of time, and he sees what I think he's going to see. He wish that he had that gun to shoot himself with. Talk to you about it, will you? What do you mean by that? I uh, remember. I think you got a little annoyed earlier when I sat here at the glass top desk sitting around with the stone that really left behind it. Mrs. Van Dessert. It's true. You get tapping, tapping, and rubbing it over the glass trying to scratch. Just the point, Andy. Rubbing it on the glass, but not. Well, you tell me, is there a single scratch thing? No. No, Johnny, you're right. Oh, no, but Johnny. Not a question. It wasn't absolutely conclusive. I made no bones about it. It didn't sink in at all while I was doing it. But when I heard an odd deceased, Horace Petersley back there in his apartment, and I heard him telling the world that the deal was off to give him back a place, it suddenly dawned on me. Yeah, so maybe we've got more crooks on this deal than we bargained for, huh? Too many crooks. Mm-hmm. Including a little old lady who figured on collecting nearly a million bucks on that stuff that Mr. Melchior is looking at. Hey, now, listen, what do you mean by that? I'd hold it, John. Well, uh, Mr. Melchior? I think you know him, baby. No question about it. Are you sure, sir? I'm absolutely certain. Now, look here. You see, I need the polished piece of criminal. Does the so-called diamond circuit? No. The corundum wears away the stone. I never done. And here, the test with the refractometer is further proof. With the what? The refractometer. Uh, it measures the deviation of the first line 
Be sure to join us next week, same time, same station, for another exciting story of yours truly, Johnny Dollar. I've had a speaking. Here Coleman on Sports, ten times each weekend on the CBS Radio Network. This is KROD AM and FM Dallas. If everybody's passing you on the highway, chances are you're going too slow. The too slow driver, the lane danger, inattentiveness on the part of experienced drivers whose driving skills have become automatic are the real menaces on the highway. Sudden stops to slowdowns invite rear end collisions. Try to maintain an even speed, neither much faster nor much slower than the flow of traffic. Follow other vehicles at a safe distance. Remember, at 60 miles an hour, under good conditions, it still takes 23 car lengths to stop. Friends, this is Kelly Maddox, Executive Secretary of the Citizens Traffic Commission, asking you to take stock of your driving habits. Don't be a slow-pulled driver and don't be a speed demon. Drive at a speed that is safe and prudent. Safe and prudent not only for you, but for others that are driving on the same street or highway. Driving too slow can be just as dangerous as driving too fast. 